Check out Fine Tune Sundays at 6pm. Wendy slides into your Sunday evenings with a unique mix of all sorts of different music, including folk, jazz, Americana, world, bluegrass, old time, and big band. It could be just about anything. That's Sundays at 6pm here on 95 The One. This is Jeff Johnson. Join me for the KYMN Morning Show, weekdays 6 to 9, right here on your radio station, KYMN Northfield. In Northfield. Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, radio for the imagination. Good morning. This is Paula Granquist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show that celebrates creating stories and, of course, your imagination. And I want to start off by I was looking around as I was thinking about how to open up the show, and I looked, and I uh, one of the things that I do is I keep the, a dot journal, and I found I keep my markers in this pouch with a quote from Maya Angelou. And it reads, nothing can dim the light which shines from within. And I just love looking at that every day because I think that's such an important thing for us to remember, especially as we grow up. And I just, I, one of the things I do with those markers is I just add little doodles to my journal pages. They're silly, they're quick, and they're often quite wonky, but they make me smile. And it's something simple I do for my own amusement. It makes the today's to-do list and notes just a little more entertaining. And that quote about shining caught my attention as I was preparing for the show, thinking about all the ways that art is a part of our community, no matter what's happening in the world. We humans are drawn to creating and making and adding color and telling stories. We want this in our world. And, you know, even over the past couple of years that we've had these big challenges, that connection and that idea of bringing that forward hasn't dimmed. And so I'm amazed at the ways that we've adapted to make this spark come alive for us. And it's so so essential. And I think that we all believe that making and color and storytelling are essential to the world. But I wonder if we all believe that this is essential to our personal world. And I am here to remind you that making your heart is calling you, that you're making heart. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Every every one of us has that inside of us, a little making heart. And there's shining within you. Yep, we're, our, my guests are looking for it right now. It's it's there. <laughs> and that's shining within you. And it needs your little spark. And one way to draw this out is for you to just listen to it and see what's stirring in you. And maybe you think about what did you used to do? Or what have you always wondered about making? How are you making your daily world just a little bit more joyful? So here's some ideas. One of the easiest is to play with your food, to try to add some color to your plate, to make something adorable in an arrangement. It's not just you don't have to do that just for little kids. It's, it's kind of fun. Uh, organize your laundry by color. 
you might be surprised. It might be kind of fun. Fold your towels, makes a little, they make a little rainbow. Draw a little picture for your lunchbox surprise. Put on some old music and move. Read a poem. It's so simple to add a little moment of wonder and a little bit of color or a storytelling moment to your day. So try something that's easy and leads to a little lightness in the day. Another way to make this happen, of course, is to connect with people that already do that for themselves and for their communities. There's so much power in coming together and trying to make something together. So absolutely take a class, try out for a show, listen to an online seminar, visit a gallery. Nothing, nothing can stop you because it's already within you. So I say shine on you, and I mean you, shine on in some way today, all you out there listening. It's in all of you. Shine on. Thank you, Maya, for the inspiration today. <laughs> uh, today in the studio, I am joined. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Northfield Arts Guild and previewing some of the things upcoming. I have. We're going to do two sets of guests today, so it's going to be another big show on Arts Any Radio. Joining us first is Jenny Eubank and uh, Christine Holmgren. They'll talk about a little bit about education and theater, and then we're going to talk uh, a little more about theater with... Uh, Anna Olson and Susan Carlson. So it's going to be a great big show. I want to thank them all for being here. And you, if you want more information, NorthfieldArtsGuild.org is the website. So I'm going to turn on the mics and have our first set of guests introduce themselves. Christine, do you want to start? You, you sure, sure. I Some of you may know me. I lived in Northfield for about 20 years, raised my children here. And... Um, I am, uh, actually, in, in my first life, I'm a Presbyterian pastor. But I've been, I've been, I was ordained in 79 before it was cool, and <laughs> uh, struggled through that career for a long time, and I retired a few years ago, and when I did, I began um, service to nonprofits, but on the side, on the side, I was writing for the Star Tribune and some other publications and uh, decided to try the theater about 12 years ago. And I've, I have been uh, lucky enough to have every one of my plays produced except the last one. And I'm dangling that right now in front of the Northfield Arts Guild to see if they'll do it. Um, the uh, writing for the theater has been for me this great um, Oh, how can I say it? It's like the most fun I've ever... I don't deserve to have this much fun. <laughs> I've not been that good a person. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, it is so much fun. And uh, so for the last... Uh, about the last, the last dozen years, that's what I've been doing. COVID interrupted it because theater transformed during the national pandemic. And uh, some people were very resilient in all of that. Others, such as I... <clears throat> have more of a traditional view of theater. And I really love face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball. I like to sit in the last row when my shows are on stage and uh, watch the whole thing come to life. And to me, it's been hard because, for me, it's been hard because watching theater on television is like, I feel like when it's on Zoom or on my mm. screen, it's it's just bad TV. And I think to myself, this would be so much better if I could watch the sweat fly off that actor's face <laughs> and uh, and hear a little of the rumble backstage and know that there's real life here and and look to the person to my right and the and the row in front and see all the people enjoying the same thing I'm watching I just love theater that way so anyway I'm uh, 
I'm delighted to be I'm delighted to have an opportunity to lead others in writing for the theater uh, through the class that I'm going to be offering this fall. I think it's going to be a hoot, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I'm so excited because I think we we did shows on Arts Any Radio for the plays that were at the Arts Guild for Paper Daddy and oh. God Girl, but we did them over the phone. That's right. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, so yeah. This mm-hmm. is very exciting. To well, me. this time I actually got in my car and drove my little fanny down here, so I'm this was good. Yeah. Very pleased. Very Almost pleased. stopped for pumpkins though. There's that great <laughs> pumpkin patch. I thought, do I have time? No, you don't, Christine. If the pumpkins Enjoy. will still be there this yeah, afternoon. I guess. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> also joining us is Jenny Eubank, who is the Educational Engagement Manager at the Northfield Arts Guild. Welcome to Arts Annie Radio. Thank you. It is so nice to be here. I'd love for you to introduce yourself to uh, folks, because you are fairly new to the I, Northfield Arts Guild. I am the eldest member of the staff <laughs> at this point uh, in, in time there, just because uh, I started in January, um, right before COVID hit that mm. March. So the majority of my job has been at home up until about the last six months, I guess, or so. Um, so yeah, so I started as the education assistant. And uh, during COVID, during everybody being at home, there were layoffs and turnover over at the Guild that just kind of like reshaped staff. Um, and I now kind of have, I sort of had to do the education stuff as all of that was going on because everything else was, uh, it was all, it was very challenging. But anyway, so I, I um, yeah, so I'm doing uh, kind of a merge of the job that I had and the job that, that now exists at the Guild. So managing education classes, uh, recruiting teachers, promoting um getting students on board as much as we can during this hesitant time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, like like you mentioned, it's almost too good. You're, it's almost too fun what you get to do. I feel that way a lot about um, what I get to do because a huge part of it is uh, going into schools or um, hosting art events at community events or um, at the Guild studio, um, bringing people in, doing doing art like that's what I get to do for my job which is amazing and I I have a teacher background um, so I'm used to a classroom environment and I was kind of that was difficult because I always had to tell kids no don't do that creative wonderful thing that you want to do because we have to take a math test or something (laughs) like that And, and now I get to say yeah here's a bunch of supplies you can do the project or you can do something else. And well, and she's <laughs> she spent time in California. That's where she got that zippity doodah. You know, ah. if, you're, if you're in Minnesota too long, it'll kick the zippity doodah. I, I don't know. I was zip- So I grew yeah. up in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I grew up here. I grew up in Farmington and um, I left and when I was 18. I took a boyfriend and a backpack and a Greyhound bus to California. Yep, there you go. See, told you. <laughs> And 25 years later, I was like, what do I want to do now? And I wanted to come back because I I like Minnesota. (laughs) Well, we're sure glad you landed here with the Northfield Arts Guild. You've been doing so many things online. uh, And and now we're starting to get into doing some things that are actually uh, at the Guild. And it's very, it's it's an exciting time. Still, like you said, I like the word hesitant that you used. Because I think we're kind of in that space for just hopefully not too much longer. Yeah. Do either of you do things? Um, during your day to that sort of just keep you know uh, the spark alive for you for participating in art little tiny things that you can maybe teach our audience about ways to keep yourself inspired well some people you know it's, it's curious to me th- those of us who are writers we just write 
you know, we do we write all the time. I just wrote a commentary for the St. Paul paper criticizing the St. Paul mayor. I just can't stop myself, you know. <laughs> that um, was that was your other job too. You were yeah, a columnist for the Star Tribune I for was, a long time. I was, and I got myself <laughs> in wonderful trouble during that too as well. Um, and so I think I think when you've I think the the one thing that a lot of young people um, misconstrue, misconstrue when they consider uh, uh, putting art in their life is they think that they have to be an artiste, you know. Mm. And what I learned early on when I began writing um, seriously was that um, that writing, just like every other form of art, is a craft, and there's uh, there's just things to learn about it. And once you learn what you learn it begins to free you to be more creative. But there's a boundary just like every other, just like you wouldn't expect um, someone who wanted to be a brain surgeon to take a scalpel and say, let me try this and <laughs> see what goes on. You have to have some training before you get at it. Um, but the, but once the, the principles are in place, um, art just flows. And I think that's, when, that's why the Arts Guild is such a great asset in this community. The training that you get in the early stages from other artists and folks who know have been in the field for a long time can launch you into a day-to-day uh, and I want to call it a discipline because I don't consider myself at all disciplined but a day-to-day practice where you just find yourself sitting down and thinking damn what's wrong with me and you say oh I haven't written today I gotta sit down and write and that's what happens to me I um also the um it seems that wherever I go wherever I touch down um people other people will see in um in me things that they can use in that way so for example right now i'm i'm an i'm an old lady and i'm uh i'm slouching into a hearing disability and my audiologist has said christine i want to use you and so she's put me in her in her youtubes and her videos um talking about hearing loss and what you know and so <laughs> that's not so, something you ever imagined I mean, that, whatever you know so i'm doing that and uh, and also writing for her website and um it just happens it just it comes into your life every day i i sit down <clears throat> i would say i would say five five days a week and spend time working on the, the play that i'm working on right now hopefully for the arts guild in a year or so and um fleshing out new ideas as i was driving down here i had this idea that the fest that the class that i'm teaching is a one-act play one-act play workshop and i had this idea for a one-act play as i was driving down you know down here it's once the discipline is in place and once again i hate to call it a discipline <laughs> but once the frame is in place you find yourself filling in the canvas so and it's a day-to-day life when you let yourself be Mm-hmm. Um, being too critical of ourselves is the biggest problem we have, especially here in Minnesota, where we're sort of, you know, my mother always used to say, oh, there she goes with the big head, you know. <laughs> but, you you know, you have to let yourself have the big head if you're going to be brave enough to present yourself to an audience. And art is that, either if it's on a canvas or on on a dance floor or wherever you are, you present yourself to others and you've got to get over yourself and just do it. And so... That's a big deal, and that's part of the, the the what we teach when we teach how to how to present art to others. 
That's really great. That's well, very I good. Know, I kind of went off on that. That's all right. I like your uh, mother's your impression of your mother. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I can. It's it, it rings. Yeah, <laughs> there's somebody in everybody's life. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> How about for 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 you, Jenny? What are some of the ways that you, you know, keep yourself connected with your art? Um, well, you know, sometimes it's as simple as I cut my own hair and I put on clothes that like feel a little bit just me. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It can be as simple as that to me, just like how I how I live my everyday life, I guess. Um I I do compose a lot of poetry. A lot of times my dog is the recipient of listening to <laughs> a lot of it. it. They make great audiences. He's, he likes it when I sing it especially. He gets very excited. Um so um What is he telling you? I wonder there might be like maybe there's a role for you somewhere. <laughs> um yeah, you know, I um, I think having fun. I mean, that's mm. like, you know, my kind of my attitude just in general about life is life is a limited time offer and we should have fun with it, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I do, you know, I don't know. I have I have personal things. I'm, I have painting I work on. I have uh, I'm working on a graphic novel. I've got my poetry stuff. I yeah, I mean, there's I try to kind of. I nibble at things. I do a lot of little things here and there, and then it eventually turns out. I like the parallel you both have of, (laughs) you know, sort of just making it a part of your day. And that once you set that framework up, because that discipline sounds like something not fun, right? Yeah. But but the framework of knowing that that's that's your world and think, trusting that things will come to you and you will enjoy them and and make it happen. Yeah. I I hope that that parents understand that um, public schools might be a little def- a little deficient in art education these days. And it's upon us as mothers and fathers and even grandparents to lead our children into their imaginations. Um, one of the great gifts I had in my growing up was I was the youngest in a, in a, a family of four. And my parents really weren't all that thrilled to have me around. And so the... Um, what was often said to me was, go outside and do something. Mm. And um, the word, I'm bored, those words were not allowed in the house. And there was a, a very serious um, you know, reaction to that. If you said, oh, my mommy, I'm bored. Oh, my Lord, the ceiling fell down. I mean, nobody's you, bored. You know? I tell my kids that that's just an invitation from your imagination. And they don't like that. But yeah, it, yeah. it is. It's really well, just an opening. Like they, should, they should like that, kids. Kids, you like that. I mean, and my mother would say, go out and find something to do. And so from the time I was a little kid, I found myself thinking, well, one, I can't go in the house. My mother will, you know, be so upset with me. So I would I would walk around the block and find something and introduce myself to something and get in trouble with something and, <laughs> and um, make up something and have something happen. And so... We had theater when I was uh, when I was um, in kindergarten and first grade. I was doing shows in the backyard with my puppets, and, mm-hmm. and my brother would charge five cents at the door, and I would do the show. And it never occurred to me that this was capitalism and I wasn't making any money. But that sort of turns out to be the life of an artist too, by the way. But that's another story altogether. Right. Um, but no, I think there's. I think parents need to realize that even though we're all working very hard right now and trying to keep up with this high-paced society. Um, little children have a window where that imagination is accessible to themselves. And for parents to, to tweak that and tweak it frequently, not necessarily with overstimulation, sometimes with just space. You say mm-hmm. to your child, 
here's here's some ideas a b and c but you go make up your own ideas use the next hour and get out of here mm-hmm. you know and yeah. uh, and let the children discover what it is that they're going to land on i think art saves us i yeah. do i think it becomes our salvation mm-hmm. throughout life uh, no one is here to entertain. I mean, there's screens to watch and shows to see, but they will drain your brain. They will, they will, there's like even science studies that have been done on what happens to the brain with too much screen engagement. You will not be saved by the screen. You will be <laughs> saved by art. And mm-hmm. so it behooves all of us to instill in our children uh, that uh, approach to life where it is up to you to create. Yeah. That's your job is to create. And uh, so get out, show me what you can do. You know, that's brilliant. Yeah, it, it comes it, it comes to you through sometimes some people come to it through science and numbers and engineering. Um, and that's their art. That's our approach to life. But however you find it, you need to know where your where your drive is, where your love is, what has been given to you to develop and make the world a better place. Absolutely. And the Arts Guild is a great place to start for that. Jenny, let's talk about some of the things that are upcoming, and then we'll talk about the one act show, the class and then the show. There you go. go. So so we have been lucky enough to have a clay instructor, well, a couple clay instructors who have been continuing to teach throughout this whole time. And so there are um, some clay classes coming up, uh, one for youth. Uh, there's two different time per- times, but starting next Tuesday, and then um, uh, that's Melissa Martinson teaching that, and then uh, Rafael Estrella has his uh, another adult wheel-throwing session starting on the 30th, so those are ongoing, and there's plenty of room to register still. And we've got um, on October 28th, Dan Hill uh, is he wrote he's the author of a book called um, At First Blush, I believe is the title correctly. Um, And it's all about people's intuitive reaction to art. So Mm -hmm. it's based on some different studies, observation, things like that, just like what happens to people when they interact with art, visual art. So he's doing like a talk um, at 7 p.m. on the 28th at the Guild in the gallery. And um, let's see, we have Ricky Nelson is she has taught painting at Parkview for many years and she's teaching a class called Get Back to Making Art. And that's happening today is her first class of this session. Um, We've got some dance classes that are ongoing. Nothing's starting right now there. But if you are a dance teacher, we would love to have you. (laughs) We need some dance going on. We have a beautiful studio there. Um, We're going to be doing a lot of work with the youth this fall. So both myself going into the schools and then also we're doing um, an after-school art program with 6th through 8th graders on Wednesdays. They're going to bus over. We're getting nine in a van like every Wednesday, which I'm really excited excited about there um, because we'd like to have um, kind of a more ongoing presence of youth and adults but youth especially in the art studio we have a great art studio we have tons of supplies you know and that's part of like getting to making art and discovering what you love is just to have stuff you Mm -hmm. know stuff to work with and so we really want kids to just and, and adults too just to be able to come and like here, here's a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> to do, exactly. to work with and to experiment with. And like, do you like charcoal? Do you like paint? Are you a 3D sculpture person? You know, I mean, there's there's tons to 
tons to do there. So, so folks should go to northfieldartsguild.org and, and check out, I think, it, what is the tab for uh, classes? Classes. Classes. Okay. Yep. yep. And they can find that. Say, you know, if I can just add on to that, you know, just in terms of people at home with their children and uh, um, what grandparents can do. I know that my daughter's. Um, are so appreciative of me coming into their homes and 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 when the kids are napping, going through the art supplies and organizing it for them, getting rid of all the old yunky stuff because parents have a hard time sorting and taking care of that. You p- grandparents out there, when you next visit, offer to organize the playroom, organize mm. the art stuff. That would be moms a great, would love that <laughs> huge gift to your to your daughters and your sons. <laughs> And uh, and then you can also, while you're doing that, take an inventory of what they need. If they need more Play-Doh, say to yourself, next time I come, I'm going to bring fresh Play-Doh. Next time I come, I'm going to bring fresh markers. You learn that by, by getting in there and messing around with the stuff. My kids love it when I do that. So, Well, and let's, t- let's not um, miss the opportunity to talk about the uh, short and sweet, right? The oh, one act that's coming. Yes, that is um, beginning Saturday, October 23rd. Yes. Yep. I believe that's right. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, yep. And it's yeah. <laughs> uh, Saturdays through December 18th with no class on the 27th, which it must be Thanksgiving. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the mornings from 10 to 1130, and it's at the, at the Arts Guild. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us what's going to happen in the class. Well, here's what happened to me. I was thinking, well, you know, the as I was saying before, the pandemic is over. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> and um, we're getting back together. And I was thinking to myself, well, how do we jumpstart this this desire to get back in the theater and I was thinking maybe we'll have a play where I know I'm just oh my heavens getting together and writing a huge play Mm. so I thought wouldn't it be great if the Arts Guild would do a um, one-act play festival and then I thought to myself well what could you do about that Christine to help and I thought let's gather folks who have a curiosity about writing for the theater really are intimidated by the idea of writing a two-act play with a cast of six or eight um and get people together and let them dip their toe in this and um, try their luck at a one act. Now, that's not to say that a one act is easy peasy. In fact, some I believe some in many ways it's more challenging to come up with a one act because there are, there are constraints. However, as I was saying earlier, it's working with the constraints that drives the creativity. And once, and it's a very good way to approach the craft of writing for the theater to just take on a one act. So um, I thought, let's try it. Let's throw it out there and see if Jenny will catch it. And she did. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to be doing this, and uh, it's I I'm going to approach it as though I'm going to have a room full of people who are all across the spectrum on their uh, experience with uh, writing. Some folks, I know that there are a lot of people, and I've talked to Jenny about this, I know there are a lot of people in the world who think they want to write, and then when they get into it, they realize they really just want to be around writers Mm. and sort of like be with them and think with them and have them in their lives. That's fine. This class is for them. And there are also people who are thinking, damn it, I'm 50 years old. What have I done with myself? I think it's time for me to become a famous playwright. There's room for those folks, too. Uh, because Or just um, write one one act. There you are. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to come in, and, and we're going to take you very seriously, and um, and we're going to we're going to go over the principles of creating something for the stage. Uh, 
talk about um, the unique nature of the, the spoken word when it's coming from quote unquote characters rather than real people. It's it's a it's a it's you know it's a journey. It's it really is an interesting experience. So we're going to go through all of it. We're going to talk about character development, about about diction, about um, mm. blocking all those things that you need to know when you're writing for the stage. And then, and then, da-da-da-da, on the other end of it, um, we're going to produce those plays. Wow, and that's a great opportunity. It is really a great opportunity, because one of the most frustrating things for people who write for the theater is, you know, you can play and play with words and have great fun with your show on paper, but it's getting it read and getting it produced that's really hard. We will read these plays in this setting, and that in itself is going to be a lot of fun. There will be champagne, you know. <laughs> I mean, unless there's underage people, of course. But um, no, we're going. You know, we're going to be. Uh, we're going to have fun with it, and uh, so we'll be reading it. We'll be reading each time we meet. I know I have some people I know who are already going to come with plays written to read that first time. Uh, we'll read the plays. We'll hear the plays. We'll talk about what works and what doesn't, and we'll have real content each time. So, it's, and then produced in the spring. So it's going to be great. It sounds like an absolute hoot, and I imagine being with you for you know an hour and a half every. Saturday morning would be just a great inspiration. Uh, well, well yes, as long as I have my my do- my my scone, I stopped at Blue Monday this morning on my way in and grabbed grabbed a scone. I didn't have time for coffee. I thought I'd get coffee here, but here I am on the radio instead. That's all right. <laughs> wow, I yeah. sure appreciate you being here. Well, thank you. Yes, it's good to be here too. It's always fun to come back to Northfield. It I, really is. I, I agree. I want to go knock on the door of my house and say, "Can I come in? I used to live here, but that's so creepy. I know I won't do it." <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand that. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, folks, we've been talking with uh, Jenny Eubank and Christine Holmgren, and we are just getting started today on Arts Any Radio because we have a another round of conversations about what's happening at the Northfield Arts Guild. So I hope this has motivated you to hit uh, northfieldartsguild.org on, the, on your browser and find out more about all the things happening in Northfield Arts Guild. I want to thank you both for being here this morning. We'll have to have you back, definitely, to talk about the one act that's, that's upcoming. And, um, just and I want to encourage all ages. This, this workshop is open to age 18 and older. So, so um, come and exercise it. You've got that imagination in there. You know you've got things you want other people to say. Let's put them on paper and watch other people <laughs> say them. That's fun. That sounds great. Exactly. Folks, I'm going to put on a little music from the Cactus Blossoms as we uh, move out into our next segment. And I'll give you the information in a moment about uh, what is, is upcoming in Northfield. I think I'm going to play, uh, I was going to play Easy Way, but I think I'm going to play their song Downtown because... It's a little more upbeat, and that feels like what's happening this morning. So here we go. This is Downtown from the Cactus Blossoms on Arts Any Radio. I see people on the street, and I wonder If they know what's under the feet or hear the thunder The rich are getting way too high
That was the Cactus Blossoms, and they're playing. That one was Downtown, and uh, it really, I think that's one of their uh, great upbeat tunes. It's from Easy Way, and the great news is that they are coming to Northfield. The uh, 411 or 411 concert series, I've heard it done both ways, (laughs) is uh, coming back, and that is on November 20th at Armory Square that they will be here. I suspect this one is going to sell out. It may already, I think tickets are already on sale, so you're going to want to check out northfieldartsguild.org to get your tickets for that. Um, It is just a phenomenal series and very exciting that they're coming. So that was fun to hear some of their music play for us today. We're back for the second half of Art Zany Radio, where we're talking to Anna Olson, who is a performing arts manager at the Northfield Arts Guild, and Susan Carlson, who, I looked this up, you've been involved with the Northfield Arts Guild for over 25 years, mm-hmm. probably, yeah. Yeah. longer maybe even. Well, I, I keep getting confused about it, actually, it's that, so it's been that long. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think it's kind of wonderful to have both of you, someone who's a, a, a veteran, may I say? Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> and then our newest member at, at the yes. Northfield Arts Guild. So let's start with Anna and tell us a little bit about yourself. You're uh, n- very recently hired. Yes, I was hired about two months ago. I think I've hit about week 10 or so right now. Um, so started out jumping in, getting Death Trap rolling, which has been a great experience. And right now we've got, I think, three or four things in the works, including Cactus Blossoms, like you said, and a CVRO concert coming up. So it's it's really going great. Yeah, it's, it's very wonderful to have you. And I'm so excited. This is our first time meeting. So yes. it's really good to um, be able to learn a little bit about you. You've had a lot of experience working with nonprofits and orchestras and theaters and um, f- I'm excited for folks to, to get to know you a bit uh, and Susan you are directing this play yeah uh, and you, I was wondering if you knew how many um, 
how many times have you directed a show? Because I, I was trying to count it up, and it, it got to be a long list. <laughs> yeah, actually, I've never thought of the of the number. I'm trying I'm trying to envision. Um, I don't know. I, I guess a dozen or so. Yeah, I think. that's but, pretty know, great. I've been involved in in more than that. Absolutely, because, and but, I, uh, yeah. So that's why I can't sort of breaking out the ones that I. <laughs> directed i can sort of say oh well, there's that one that one <laughs> anyway yeah, yeah, yeah and i've looked at i mean you've done every aspect actor yeah. director costumer stage manager set manager stage designer theater committee arts guild board right yeah. now so you oh, actually i just finished my you, second term on the board you so. did okay that's so how with a when you a, take a, a break side yes i've got to go but it's been that that was actually a lovely experience as well so yeah all, great bunch of people all angles and uh let's let's talk a little bit about in, the, in my introduction i don't know if you had a chance to listen because you guys were we kind of split the shift here a little bit and i was just talking about ways to make sure that you you know keep that little spark alive inside of you of, mm-hmm. of, of you know, keeping active with the arts. And uh, we've been talking a little bit about uh, ways that people find to make art happen or to inspire art in their lives. Any, any thoughts or uh, things that you do that, or thing, ways that you've found to, you know, keep that, uh, keep that alive? Well, for me, I uh, started playing with CVRO. I uh, play violin and viol. I actually taught orchestra for nine years um, before coming over to the uh, performing arts manager job here. Um, And it's been something that I really missed is playing in an orchestra. Uh, When everything shut down, I was in the middle of a pit orchestra, had to cancel, and it's it's been a while getting back. So for me, playing with the orchestra has been great. Being able to come to the guild every day and see the amazing art that's just around everywhere has been a wonderful way to just keep that keep that spark alive for me and uh, then I got to go see the Death Trap rehearsal last night and it was awesome. Oh that's fabulous yeah I think um, you know that in in the pandemic that you know we didn't let go of art we didn't we tried to find ways to make it happen Mm -hmm. and so that tells you something about who we are as humans that we need that. Yeah yeah I think um, I you know Live theater was one of the things just that just couldn't happen. And I think uh, one of the things I did was besides finding area theaters that were doing things online, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and it was some, it was hard for people to mm-hmm. accomplish that. But some people did a really interesting job of of adapting adapting to that. But I did then um, just go on um, YouTube and other places and find out uh, the YouTube channel for um, the you know, theater in London. And, you know, Mm. so I actually probably (laughs) saw some things I would never have have seen, you know, before anyway. And, you know, when you see a Globe Globe (laughs) theater performance of Shakespeare and you're going, oh, I went there once. That's that was cool, but this is pretty cool too. So you know, that you could find ways to. Well, and it'll, it'll be interesting to see once we're through this how it affects what we do, and if there's mm-hmm. ways that some of that technology or some of those adaptations get mm-hmm. more normalized into our you know experiences mm-hmm. with with art. So, well, and and that actually makes it possible for more people to have access and to participate. I mean, if. Yeah. If you sell out the cactus blossoms, mm-hmm. you know that's, that's a live it. stream. You that's could it. do if you have a if you have two weekends of theater performances. That that's it. But if you've got, you know, we, there are restrictions on what you can record and do. But if if some things, other things can happen as as streaming and mm-hmm. online have an online existence for at least briefly even just more people can can be there in a sense yeah, yeah so that'll be fun to mm-hmm. see how that develops that'll probably be something you'll have to be asking those questions about yes, at the guild <laughs> definitely i think it's it's great 
everything that people have been doing really opens up creativity in the arts and really mm -hmm. kind of makes you stretch and reach to do something different. Um, and I think mm -hmm. as we kind of try to renormalize, we're we're definitely missing live audiences. That's been the the number one thing I hear from actors or anyone involved in theater and even with the orchestra like we want to get back in front of people but i think we'll be able to figure out some ways to keep the accessibility there mm -hmm. yeah and that's that's one of the things um I guess I didn't mention this in the earlier segment, but that one of the thing, ways that the Arts Guild is doing that is by um, having uh, some COVID guidelines for people and, and vaccination guidelines. Yep. So we should probably visit about that. Yeah, we do. Right now, um, in any of the Guild spaces, we are requiring masking um, for people. Uh, for our live shows, we do require that people bring proof of vaccination. It can be the card. It can be a photo. Um, but just let us know that you are, you are there. We want to keep our audiences as safe as possible. We want to keep our actors and our directors and our volunteers mm -hmm. as safe as possible. Um, so that's one of our requirements. And then in the Death Trap audience, we'll have everyone masked. I believe we're also going to be limiting um, seating a little bit from the stage. So we won't have the seats all the way up to the front. So when the actors on stage are unmasked, you don't have to worry about sitting up there projecting and yeah. uh, potentially being yeah. pretty close to someone. And we did also... Um starting a, a little further back even, have a vaccine requirement for cast and crew and any mm -hmm. performers as well. So um, that was actually, and it was, it, was, uh, it was very timely because some of the visiting artists, and I don't know if Cactus Blossoms was in this, but um, the, they were reluctant to, to book without a, at least an audience vaccine requirement. We thought, well, what's the point of vaccinating the audience <laughs> if you don't vaccinate the performers? So, so yeah. just um, so everybody involved with Death Trap has, has you know, is vaccinated. And, and, and yeah, I think that's really important. I think it was, um, as uh, Jenny mentioned, we're kind of in this hesitant space. And that's one right. of the ways you can help people get over that yep. is to feel feel confident. Mm -hmm. And so there'll be a live audience for Death Trap, which is really yes, exciting. Which is so exciting. It opens up next weekend, um, Friday, and runs for two weekends. Correct. And so folks can get the details at Northfield Arts Guild under the arts uh category i believe is is where that's listed or on the front page there's a click uh, to the theater so tell us about this play what what is it that, that drew you to directing this one um well i don't i actually i haven't directed a thriller before so that's you know or a mystery play mm -hmm. or any of those so that's been interesting i've done you know i've done you know some Shakespeare and you know this and and a musical even didn't and you? I did I did finally did, do a musical Fiddler, right yeah Fiddler <laughs> which was which was an you know a, an amazing experience as as, as well uh, I think um, you know the idea of something that is very tightly plotted that every little piece has to fit into every other piece um, mm. and in this play I mean that extends to props and other things on the stage because. I mean, a lot of times, you know, props are somewhat flexible. What, how you decorate a stage is usually fairly flexible. But in this case, a lot of that stuff is, comes up in the dialogue. And so you're, you're kind of tied to everything, and, you know, which, which, makes, which makes it a nicely plotted mystery. Ooh, yeah, it says and in the description that it will have gasp-inducing thrills and spontaneous laughter. So it's a oh, combination. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Com comedy thriller, that is correct, is, is how it's categorized. And, yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of funny bits as well as, you know, I, I told at the, our season kickoff, I said, I can't talk too much about it because almost anything I would say 
about the play is a spoiler. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, we do have a, a, a maybe, can you give us a little setup? Where, give people a teaser about the characters and, and sure. the, this, the, you know, where it opens maybe. Yeah. Well, and, and the other interesting thing for me, by the way, is this is my be the smallest cast I've directed. It's only five characters. Which probably at this time in that stage is probably a good thing. That was actually an effort I think the theater committee made to, to have smaller casts for this first season coming out of the pandemic. And um, it's also, and this does get referred to in the play numerous times, it's sort of a, uh, a subcategory of the thriller genre to have a single set five character mystery and you don't quite know what's who's doing what to whom or mm. why and, and all of that. So the, the setup <laughs> at the beginning is that um, Sidney Brule, who had a very successful thriller play a number of years back, hasn't had any very successful plays since, although he has written some, it receives in the mail a kind of knockout script from a former student that is a surefire success and so on, and tells his wife that he's going to invite this younger playwright to visit to talk about the script and that maybe they'll collaborate on it and so on. So that that's how it starts. That's the setup. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. You have to go see. The, and yeah. I guess, I'm guessing that uh, tickets are already on sale. Yep. And are, are there any sold out dates yet? Not yet. We're okay. still uh, plenty of seats available. Um, again, I think people are a little hesitant. So if you do have any questions, people out there that uh, you're, you're unsure if it's safe, always let us know. We're happy to do whatever we can to make you feel safe coming out to the theater. Yeah, and that's that's important, I think, mm-hmm. for people to... And, but you've got some great actors um, in, mm-hmm. in this show. Uh, I'll just go through the list. Kevin Dahl, Alyssa Bauer, Ben Pelagano, Kate Southwick, and Larry Toll. Mm-hmm. I mean, just really... Uh, some folks we, we know, and some uh, might be new, uh, mm-hmm. tell us about working with the cast and how, how everybody was feeling once you kind of decided to set foot on that stage. I I think that at the point that people decided to audition or to join the cast, that they'd, they'd sort of made that decision. We were able to say, you know, vac- you know vaccine required to audition. So they're, you know, they're, that's the start. We did have a discussion at the beginning whether we would try to mask for a while in rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And the, the rule was just that if anybody really felt the need to be masked, we would all. And we did a little bit at the beginning, but then I think everybody... You know, one of the benefits of a small cast, there's no scene with more than three people in it at one time. Um, I think that uh, people said, well, you know, I think we're fine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, you know, it does. It's actually interesting. You do even think about blocking is how do you, you know, you have to have characters together at some points. Right. But, you know, you, you give people a little space on stage as well without being weird about it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, so I think um, it, it's, I have been involved with productions, I think, for, with f- of, of one sort or in one way or another with four of the five actors, but I've never directed any of them. So that was the other interesting thing. And, so, yeah. And a couple of them have worked together on shows, but not all of them, you know, so... I think uh, Kevin and Ben have been in a show together, and Alyssa and our stage manager have been, Dean Lamp, have been in a show together, and, you know, but it, yeah, it's, it's, but that's, you know, it's, that's always what happens, I think, you say, you know, you find, you meet people in new ways, you've met them before, you've worked with them before, but then you have a new relationship with them, and, you know, that's always interesting. And they get to be a new character, so they get to be a new character. Bring out something that you maybe didn't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
And so yeah. this one sounds like a real uh, dynamite production. I mean, just a yes. real, like you got to be there on time and uh, you need to pay attention because mm-hmm. it's going to, I suspect it's pretty fast paced. Well, I mean, yes and no, but there, but there is a lot said and some of it's important. Mm. <laughs> you don't, don't want to miss anything because you, it might come back later yeah, on. So, yeah, so I can't imagine anybody actually dozing off, but don't doze off. <laughs> Got it. Don't miss a beat. Right. <laughs> and what have you found, uh, Anna, since you've been, uh, as you've, you've stepped into this role about the Northfield Arts Guild or what attracted you to coming to be a part of this organization? Um, well, I don't know if I said before, but I came from education. I taught orchestra for nine years and uh, just had have been working towards a master's degree in arts and cultural leadership. And this, uh, when I was doing research, looking for a new job, I obviously had heard about the community. I had friends who went to St. Olaf. Um, and uh, just coming and interviewing, it just felt like a really good little town. I was, you know, I haven't spent a lot of time in small towns, so I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, but coming in, it's just been been really awesome. Um, everyone is so, super welcoming, and no one is, no, no one's really fighting about the vaccine requirement. Everyone wants to keep everyone safe, mm-hmm. which I think is a really, really important thing and a, a great thing about Northfield in general. Yeah, this is um, really a great community, and we're very uh, honored to be able to have you here. I think it's kind of exciting. There's a long history uh, at the Arts Guild, and I think it's kind of fun to have both of you, uh, as I mentioned, you know, one of the veterans and mm-hmm. now our, our newest member of the community. And uh, let's um, think about the um, chan- the legacy of, of this this theater. And, you know, have you, you two had a chance to, to visit about dreams that you might have or ways that you might, some wisdoms that you've passed on? <laughs> I, I think we've been too busy for, yeah. that, for that. But I, um, I know that I'm not currently in the theater committee, although I have been in the past, and I know that that group in particular is, is trying to sort of honor, you know, the long tradition we've got here, but then think about what, what do we need to do now, not just coming out of the pandemic, but thinking about the world we live in now. And so what, what's the appropriate, you know, and mm -hmm. um, there's not the word I'm looking for that's not coming, but role for theater and performing arts in in our current world. Um, So that I, it's, it's good to be part of an organization. And I guess I know this from being on the board as well, where that is not just kind of in the air, but actively mm-hmm. discussed and, and tended to. So I think that, yeah. So, I, you know, we we kind of missed a lot of our 60th anniversary. <laughs> I know. That was the year that it all happened yeah. and everything had been oh, you we know, had you know grand been, plans. Yeah. And, you know, but that happened to lots of people, you know, lots of organizations everywhere uh, that I think, you know, we say, well, Okay, mm-hmm. that was that was a pause year. We'll just go on from there. And but I think there are um, lots of things that that performing arts and theaters in particular can do to you know give voice to certain ideas and provide a place for voice for certain people who need it. Uh, um, you know, so tradition is great, um, but present day is <laughs> more important. Mm-hmm. I think there's a real sense of legacy here at the Guild. Like, that's the main thing that I feel coming in. And you've got people who've been around for 
almost all 60 years and you've got people who have been here for two months like <laughs> I have. Um, and I just I, I do think that's something that we are trying to honor and trying to make sure is a part of our plans moving forward. We really want to keep uh, bringing people in from different parts of the community to do theater. We really want to have new artists in the gallery, in the shop. We want to be a place where the community uh, feels like they are fully represented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be exciting to see how that unfolds. And I think just, you know, in this, this hour, just think about all the the uh, range of things we've covered that are just happening within this <laughs> month, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole season ahead for, for yeah, the Arts yeah. Guild. And I think we're uh, one thing we've certainly learned is the treasure that, that it is to our community. Mm-hmm. And so folks should definitely support and yeah. visit NorthfieldArtsGuild.org so you can take that class, get inspired by, you know, sign up for something with mm-hmm. your hands or maybe uh, be a part of volunteer or, uh, you know, just shop or buy tickets. <laughs> Audition for a show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Are there auditions coming up? There are. Um, we are having auditions for our musical Bright Star, and those will be happening Sunday, November 7th and uh, Monday, November 8th. Well, tell me about Bright Star. Oh, I don't know that show. Bright Star. It's a wonderful show. I just became pretty obsessed with it. Um, the music is written by... By Steve Martin, the actual Steve Martin. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, with collaboration with Edie Burkell, who I know had a bluegrass group. And uh, I love their album yes. that they have together, the music that they played. Yes. It was the first time I ever really enjoyed the banjo. Yes. <laughs> yeah. well, um, and that music is in, is in this play. Oh, yes. not, not that particular music, I but yeah. But that idea. One of the songs they wrote for that album is the story of this is the story that this play um, covers. So the musical Bright Star is based off of an old Appalachian tale about a child who was abandoned and came back. And I'm, I don't want to give away, again, spoilers of the ins and outs of it or anything, but um, even if you don't love bluegrass music, the music is incredible. I can tell you that. I, I've never been a bluegrass fan before, but this, this really... Uh, I, I just absolutely love it. Um, and that one's going to be directed by Misha Edwards, and uh, it opens in March. But audition's coming up soon. We'd love to have everyone come yeah. out for that. And what would they need to do if they're saying, you know what, I think I'm going to, I think I've been convinced. I want to sign up. Wonderful. That. Um, so we are looking for people to sing um, about two minutes of a song. It can be completely a cappella. We want to hear um, everyone's natural voice. Any other information you need can be found on the Guild website, but there is a sign-up for you to choose a um, specific time slot on those days. We just want to make sure that we're keeping uh, the number of people in the building down, as everyone probably understands. So um, NorthfieldArtsGuild.org, under the Theater tab, either under the season or even under um, Auditions and Opportunities, you can find that audition information. Mm -hmm. And it, it is a smaller season than we've sometimes had in the past, but I think it's one of our most varied ones. We've got Bright Star with mm-hmm. the, you know, and Death Trap, which is a fine old traditional piece of straight theater. <laughs> and um, Native Gardens uh, comes up um, after that, which I saw at the Guthrie a couple, three seasons ago, and mm. it was fabulous. I don't know um, that one either. I'm going to be introduced yeah, to all yeah, kinds of things. You have to go look at the descriptions. <laughs> that one, and I then in the a su- comedy, mm-hmm, comedy and, play. Yeah, it is. And Peter and the Starcatcher next summer. Um, Wow. Directed by Rachel Heider. And so I think that uh, it's, I mean, I, I think if you could, you could cram as much different <laughs> kind of theater into four, a four-play season, I think they did it. <laughs> very different shows, yeah. but all very, very wonderful shows. If you yeah. haven't heard of them, I do, you will enjoy them. They're awesome. Mm. 
Well, what a, that's a good teaser for people. <laughs> and there's m- multiple ways on, on all of those things to get involved. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to encourage mm-hmm. people. Because like I said in the beginning, it's all within you. You just got to show up for it and try to nurture it a little bit. And yeah. the Arts Guild is a good way to get that mm-hmm. um, for, yeah. you know, get that started. So yeah. I want to thank you for being here, Anna Olson and Susan Carlson, for talking about Death Trap. Opens next weekend. Get your tickets now before they sell out. Uh, runs for two weekends. You want to do that and think about how you might want to bring some art into your life. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Folks, this is Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. I thank you so much for being a part of the show, for helping us to celebrate all things about your imagination. There's always a space for you to add that to your life. And I hope you always don't forget to add some Art Zany to your life. And of course, in the meantime, until next time, enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop, and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-334-7372.